1: They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery.
1: You are watching and listening to Chris and Listen to I like Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
0: Happy Holidays, I guess. Hello,
1: Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City.
0: Come on you foxes! Show. With Chris and Craig on Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Right, Chris? Well, when you say Chris and Craig, <laughs> and, well, I'm here. Can I just say, you know, when they say of football match, everything happens when you go to the toilet? <laughs> guess, guess where he is? <laughs> see here he comes here he comes making a comeback <laughs> i don't know what bit of craig we're seeing there <laughs> I'm sorry, i haven't finished my intro but i couldn't resist doing that <laughs> <laughs> he will be swearing at me now <laughs> he really will <laughs> how the devil are you all all right there <laughs> welcome a lot simply things make me happy <laughs> that's why I married my wife no 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 don't tell her I said that don't tell her I said that actually a bit of a personal uh one minute here um those of you that sort of know me well will know sort of the main reason, obviously, the fact that I'm a Leicester fan, but the other main reason why I started doing this channel um, at the start of last season, I um, say so those that know me know why. I just want to say a thank you to my old best man. He's no longer my best. Well, I say best man. He was, you know, this should say the best man that was available on my wedding day, really. But Mark, it was great to see you come all the way down from the lakes today uh your card is up there thank you very much mate he watches it even though he's not a football fan that's friendship for you and we've been friends ever since really was that anything to do with the fact that we ended up in bed together on my uh stag night yeah i'd not (laughs) ask Listen on
1: your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now.
0: Oh, it's going to be one of those shows tonight. I can just feel it. Um, I can (laughs) feel it. Feel it in my water, as they say. Right, Um, just a quick few hellos um, before we get going. And we're going to say hello to Melina. Good evening, Melina. Nice to see you. Unlucky the other night against um, Man United were Arsenal. It was a good game to see from a neutral's point of view. But you you do have my sympathy. Um, And hi, hi back to you. Um, Hello, buddy from Facebook user... That could be Brad. Good evening, Brad. Um, if it is Brad, get yourself signed in, mate. What are you doing? And David, <laughs> hello, Chris, Craig. Great to see you both again. Hello, Miss Molina. Hope everybody is well. I hope you are all well as well. Let us see if we can get Craig uh, ready to rumble because it is the time for the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, well, it's well. time, for the, time for the main event of, main of, event of, the, evening. of the evening. 60, 60 minutes 60 of minutes football of fun and banter with Chris, Chris, Chris and, Lester and Lester Till I Die till TV. I die TV. TV. Are, you ready? Are you ready? Let's get, get ready to rumble.
1: Now, some would say that's an improvement. Well, you've already tried to do uh, do a stitch up on me, so <laughs> I thought this seemed very appropriate.
0: Uh, you're gonna tell you're gonna you're gonna have to tell me who it is now. Is it Lilo or Stitch or one of those?
1: It's Stitch.
0: It is and, Stitch, is yeah. it? <laughs> right. Yeah. I see. Hey, I get what you mean now. Stitch up on you. Yeah, There Come you on. go. Yes,
1: and uh, and he's brought a friend who is. Um, is sort of quite relevant for the kind of stuff that we talk about.
0: <laughs> I love it, love it. And for oh, all yeah. of Mike,
1: Mike Yarwood fans, this is me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, that takes me back! <laughs> it does indeed. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with a quick game of boot poo sticks, was there? Nothing wrong at all. <laughs> now then Craig we'll start off with the now you're back at half sorry I couldn't resist it earlier I was thinking please don't get back before the intro ends please. <laughs> um, but you know little things little things make me happy of course but, but <laughs> what were you doing on this day in 1994
1: 1994 um let me have a think about that. Well, 1994. I would have probably um, Scott would have been uh, about whew, four months, five months old by then. Oh. So I would probably um, been we're trying we're to get him to, to sleep. We're, yeah, probably we're back to our friend
0: Winnie yeah. then, are we? In the nappies, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let me tell you after this what happened. Leicester City FC, on this day in history, with Leicester Till I Die TV. Yeah, I could have taken you back to 1966, but I'm too kind, I'm too kind. Nice. So, in 1994, it was a Saturday, Brian Little, Brian Little? Brian Little oh, even? Lickle. Yeah, both of them actually. Brian Little was barretted throughout the game as he returned to Filbert Street as manager of Aston Villa. Fans held banners declaring him Judas and Liar. <clears throat> Phil G's goal that put Leicester City ahead lightened the mood somewhat, but Guy Whittingham grabbed a second-half equaliser. There can seldom have been such hostile atmosphere at Filbert Street. Wow.
1: Well, I was probably there.
0: <laughs> You're were, you, you were holding, holding your banner up. <laughs> no, as if. <laughs> as if you would do anything like that at all. Um, so... Have you got over
1: Wednesday yet? Um, yeah, just about. I, th- I think I was in a better place than you were, Chris, to be fair. Well, you were probably nice and warm and well,
0: good up with the beer that did, yeah. I would say, I wouldn't say that much, well.
1: but um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was, um, it was another of our game of two halves, wasn't it? Really, um, I mean, I still I don't think we were that great in the second half, We we were no. Decent. But then again, we couldn't be any half. worse than we were in the first. Exactly. I just don't, you know, we, we've spoken about it on numerous occasions, far too many mm. occasions to, to go on about, uh, about our slow starts and just yeah. that overall lethargy, you know. Um I, I would assume by now that um uh, Samari has got back from one of his runs uh, into their half and, and managed to get back behind the ball. Um I don't, I don't get Samari at the moment. He's, he's definitely... I'm not, I'm not picking on Samari, even though it sounds like it, but no. he's sort of indicative of that sort of malaise of a lack of intensity and uh, a, a lack of showing any desire. When people have travelled a long way in, in the midweek, you know, on a cold night, you expect the minimum is effort. Yes. You know, that, that is the bare minimum when anybody walks over the line. Whatever the manager does, this, that and the other... Yes, he picks the team, he sets the formation, blah, blah, blah. And and it is his job to motivate them. But you should be motivated as a professional footballer. If you can't be bothered to run and just close people down, it's all half-hearted, then you shouldn't be playing football.
0: I'm glad you said that because it is funny when you actually, and obviously you can get to a lot more games than I can. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, Southampton was like a home game. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. you do see more. uh, Yeah. When you're doing, and I was sat yeah. behind, I was we were talking before we came live, and I was sat behind the goal, it was five rows from the front. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm safe here because you know, if the Leicester playing the second half because they were um playing uh, the other way, so in the second yeah. half they were playing against me. I thought, even five rows back, I'm safe because they're never going to hit me from that distance mm-hmm. because they couldn't hit the, the back of the. I mean, three minutes we kept a clean sheet for three minutes, it was from a corner and it was zonal marking. And there might have been a bit of um, man marking there. I don't know, but there was a Southampton guy at the back that nobody was marking.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, guess what? He scored. Yeah. You know, it was just so like, and you, know, you could see that when the ball came to um, to Casper for for you yeah. know to clear the ball, he would either go to the right to look for Johnny Evans or go to the left to look for Soyenshu. And then have a look at everything that Southampton were doing. They were Mm -hmm. first to the balls. Every time Leicester had the ball, they were pressing. You know, and every time, um, you know, they wanted it more more than us. And why do you pass a ball to a player that's being marked by two of the
1: opposition players, only then to get it back to you? Um, Because it's been written on a clipboard. (laughs) That's all I can think of, that they are so programmed to do something that if, if i'm here then player x um needs to be there and if he's not there i don't know what to do and i panic so i'll just stand there um as i say i you know many times i thought it was uh, amazon prime freezing but it was it was johnny evans um <laughs> i've been waiting for that uh, um 12 I mean, minutes into the show i mean come on <laughs> I mean, you saw it. You were there, Chris. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous because the guy just stands there and points as to where he wants a player to be, as if the opposition can't see what he's doing. He's got some kind of invisibility cloak. I mean, (laughs) so what does he do? He'll waste 30 seconds pointing to somewhere where someone should be and then give it back to Casper, who eventually ends up kicking it down the pitch that he could have done. It does my head in.
0: Nickasaw, um, welcome along First time Hi. I've seen you here mate, welcome along You are most welcome, <coughs> how the devil are you Um Basically, Terry's agreeing. Good evening, Terry. How the devil are you? Before your appraisal of the Villa game, I have to say, I fear for the worst after Wednesday's debacle at the back. I mean, I did have a rant. I don't know who saw it on uh, on last night. Uh, It did. I mean, the poor woman in front of me, I had to apologize because I was swearing that much. And she had, you know, when you get that, you know, look over your shoulder from the, you know, (laughs) old lady in front of you. And I thought, whoops, you know. I just want to say, though, when Johnny Evans scored, because I couldn't, it was at the far end and I saw the ball going but i had no idea who scored and Mm. southampton being the home team decided not to announce it Mm. (laughs) but apparently it was johnny evans and i actually turned to my son and said i wonder if crane's watching that (laughs) but can i just say actually do you know out of accurate passes this season johnny evans is actually number six in the table is that
1: is that in his household Oh no, that's
0: in that's in the Leicester squad but right, then in I fairness squad. in fairness Daniel Amartey is four mm. and Soyuncu is one so I'm kind of and Timothy Castagna is five so when all your defenders are mm. back uh, 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 you know well we, uh, let's have a look at this apart from Yuri who's number 2 one and and Wilf who's number three, one, two, three... Four of the top six, five if you include Casper, five of the top seven top passes for Leicester City this season mm. are defenders and a goalkeeper mm. because they fought about with it at the back,
1: kicking it to each other mm. like it's a warm up. It's a, it's a passing drill, and and then what they'll come out with is well, you know, we had seventy percent possession, yeah, sixty mm. percent of that was amongst the back four. It's it's I. I I just don't understand, you know, for me, you know, and then, you know, Brendan to come out and say a a, a backwards pass, you know, is only the start of another attack.
0: Mm. Maybe
1: maybe for teams that are good, but not for us. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm still convinced that when Johnny scored, he was trying to pass it back to their keeper. (laughs) Probably.
0: And as well, you sat there... And you can you can watch it at times and I said to Sean, I said, if this goes back to that, if this goes back to Casper, I am gonna go mad. It was from just outside their box. And guess what? Yeah, backwards. Get, came back to Casper. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you know, I have never been so vocal. And in fairness, I did applaud them at the end, um, because they were being really good with the kids and the shirts and what have you, but I, I, I couldn't boo them because it wasn't, you know, we didn't lose or anything, but I'm just yeah it does fear me about, you know, you listen to Brendan and he's like, he's sounding like a manager like Steve Bruce. You know, when your team's losing, it's bottom of the league and, you know, we've got to get this together, we've got to do this, we've got to pull together as a team. Bollocks. You just, you've got to get us winning. You've got to change it. And I mean, I didn't go as far as you, if you saw the rant of saying either change it, Brendan, or
1: we'll probably need to change managers. I did, I did see that part of your rant, uh, Chris. And you probably won't agree
0: with me on that, go, going that far.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I do find it frustrating. I think all Leicester fans find it frustrating. And I don't know, again, whether Brendan's been told that he's not allowed to shout at the players during a game. Um, because we can we can be lackadaisical for 45 minutes and then he'll speak to them at half-time rather than, you know, 10 minutes into a game give them a you know a kick up the backside or something um i don't i don't understand why he he's not animated the only animation that you saw and again this was probably one that you didn't see in the ground but you saw very clearly on tv was when indeed he had a shot um towards the end of the game and the camera just picked up um rogers almost just turning away and discussed what he was trying to do Nobody takes responsibility. And and, and bringing on to that point there, David, do I think we give Evans too much credit because he really should. I I like the way that you took that off the screen, just as I was reading that, Chris.
0: Sorry, sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Auto cue (laughs) is gone. (laughs) Should be much more vocal and demonstrative with the defence. Is he just as much to blame as I... I, I think if you've watched me at all, David, I don't give Johnny Evans any credit. anything Mm. so um yeah there's no excuse for him not uh shouting being sort of vocal as a captain nobody wants to upset anybody anymore on a football pitch you know it's just you won't get away with that in a -a five-a-side down the park you know people will be on at you oh it's just like oh well not to worry
0: i mean i think i've said to this year before you know I wish I wish Leicester players and, and management and what have you would actually go onto ITV Four at the weekend and watch the big match revisited, because that was football. Tackles were going in. You were allowed to be nasty. You were allowed to shout at each other. Casper shouting at you know his defence. But I don't, you know that that a goal after three minutes for God's sake from a corner that Brendan says we don't have any problems defending. It, it it comes down. Casper manages to save it. He was unlucky that it hit his foot and then went to a certain way to a, to a unmarked Southampton striker who obviously just said, thank you very much, boom, into the goal. But it's just, there's no point shouting that you defend us for doing that. Shout at Brendan. You're the captain. Hmm.
1: I don't oh, know what... Not- so, there's clearly something... I, I said this the other, the other week, didn't I, after the Chelsea game, mate? There's clearly something not right. There mm. um, the message isn't getting through. Um, the back four mess about with it, but they don't get as much protection as they used to, or whatever. I, mm. I guess the players in front don't seem to want to work hard. Um I thought I thought Wilf um, was borderline appalling during that game. Wasn't because, his best one, yeah. I mean, some of his some of his decision making. I mean, if it wasn't for an offside, he'd have actually managed the hat-trick of penalties giving away yes. um, that we talked about, we joked about in the pre- in the preview show of it. Yes. Um, just having a wild swing and kicking someone in the stomach. I mean, he was lucky that the offside, you know, took that out of the game. I, I, I don't know if, I mean, if the ball's dead and you kick someone, you know, it's still a foul. So I am I was quite surprised that they didn't actually rewind it and go back at it. But then again, yeah. he's giving silly fouls away in corners. It's just an overall lack of discipline. And for me, that seems to be coming from the top. Rennie says there wants Rodgers out as you did
0: as he did the other night, and he wants Mancini in. Um he says, to be honest, uh, Rodgers wants to quit as Leicester Manager. That's why we're passing may pass him back. I think I mean I was angry and and mm-hmm. you know we we have these the these streams here to um to vent our anger that's why you know what, what social media is there for these days I'd, I'm not, if we had the Brendan lodges that we've had for the last two years then I would not be questioning him in mm-hmm. but I did say um uh, to brad um and and he very quite rightly and entitled to do so was of a, a an opposing opinion to myself about about this but as a team and maybe we've been punching above our weight for two seasons but as a team surely you expect at the at the least to stand still you know even for allowing you know um the fact that maybe, you know, the other teams, the West Ham's and the Man United's and the Arsenal's, but they're all coming back and and we're not, you know, uh, there's more people after those places that we're after. But we should, you know, if we're sat, I think if we're playing, it's the performances to be honest with you. Uh,
1: uh, Yeah. I think that's it. It, It's performances. You know, teams, every team improves, you know, usually most, uh, most seasons, people, uh, teams will improve. So, it doesn't surprise me that it's tougher uh, this season to get where we wanted to be. Um, yeah. But it is the level of performance. That's the, the disappointing bit. I don't know. Maybe the players are just bored of hearing Brendan's voice. You know, they do have a lifespan managers, you know, and, and it always surprises me when um, you get uh, a manager get sacked, but then they promote as interim manager, like they're, they second in command. It's still the same voice. You know, who who then hearing. resigns
0: as soon as a new guy comes yeah, in. you
1: know, I, I don't understand it. And I'm I'm not saying I want Brendan out. What I want is to see something, you know, to see something being put right, not just hyperbole on, on, on a post-match interview, acknowledging that he knows what's wrong. Mm. If you keep coming out and saying you know what's wrong and you are uh, unable, unable sorry, to put it right, then questions will start to be asked. Yes, and, and you know, particularly, he's not helping himself if he keeps coming out and saying, "Yeah, I know that we we haven't we lack the intensity. It's not at the levels where we want to be." Blah 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 blah. Do something about it, then. You know.
0: Yes, I mean. I know, I'm, I'm, I know I do laugh at myself because I think I'm sounding like Arsenal fans here and, and all, with all with all respect to Miss Molina, um, who, who I don't I don't put into this category. But, you know, those fans that sort of, well, we are Arsenal, we are Man United, so we should be winning things, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe I come in across like that, well, we are Leicester, we should be fifth or sixth, so we always are. But I just, you know, it's the same players that we had last season, it's the same management. We bought better players in, supposedly, but we're but we're a lot worse. And you know, I know Brad was going. He was saying, and I totally respect what Brad's saying here. But he's saying like, you know, we're on nineteen points, and, and you know, another win would take us up equal, you know, into sixth place, equal with Tottenham. But that's getting further each week. It's another point here and another point there. How long do we, you know, do we keep saying in April? Um oh yeah we're, we're still only we're still only uh nine points off uh off tenth place so, yeah, at what point do we say
1: stops now it's It's tricky, isn't it because you have to ask yourself as well if um hi Scott um you have to ask yourself if Jamie had buried the chance that he should have buried, would we be having the same conversations?
0: Probably no, like,
1: we'd be saying we were disappointed with the first half, but look how great yes. we were. We turned it round and we got a win. And yes. that's that's the difference, isn't it? That it's it's one miscued shot away from you coming back and everybody saying what great courage they showed and resilience because they came back twice. You know,
0: yeah, it it's, is. It's, but it's a funny it's, old game, isn't it? Football. It is, but you know, <sighs> You, you in sales, I believe, aren't
1: you? No, marketing which you is not? even worse. You what say? Marketing, which is even marketing, worse. Well. I just put a spin on anything.
0: No, but what, what, I'm, what, I'm, well, I, I've, been, I was in sales most of my life, and you know the difference between having a good month, hitting your bonus, you know, hitting your target and getting your bonus could be one sale. Yeah. But that one sale, it, you know, may, take could take you from being the best salesperson to not mm. being the best salesperson. Yeah. And you know, I know Harvey Barnes had a shot when it went diagonally across when he could have pulled it back for um, Jamie Vardy. But yeah. I, I'm not blame- I, I can't say you know. I'm not blaming Jamie Vardy. Yes, normally he would have buried it, but you know, normally I'm. You know, you, you, you don't know if you know.
1: It happens. We have bad days, but I but just we, think- the thing is though, if we're if we're blaming. Um- I don't want you know to just come out as, as we blame X, Y, and Z. But if we're yeah. blaming um, Brendan for his faults, then you have to blame the strikers and Jamie, you know, being one of them for his. I remember, and it was really frustrating. I remember, and, and please, someone correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm remembering this wrong, last season we had a one-one, I think, away at Southampton, and Jamie yeah. Vardy had a chance near the end where he could have lifted it into the roof of the net and he just shot it straight at the keeper's legs. Almost identical position, exactly the same, cost us two points, two points which would have have put us in the Champions League. And now he's done it again in a game where he's cost us two points from missing. So again, I'm not here calling, saying he should be dropped or whatever, but people have to take individual responsibility as well as a team responsibility.
0: I guess I, 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 it's a very good point, um, but you've got to ask, where does the book stop? Because you know, or, you know, I can blame Casper for you know if he does kick the ball upfield five times out of ten, it goes out. Um, you know, but why aren't the defensive coaches? How long's he been at the club? <laughs> aren't they? Or, you know, or, or Mike style the goalkeeping coach?
1: You know, why uh, aren't you doing that?
0: I agree it's just it just
1: shows yeah it just shows how difficult it is because really what we could say is based on the performance and if we want um uh, Brendan to put things right you know he should be dropping Casper he should be dropping Johnny Evans he should be dropping Jamie he should be dropping Samar, he should be dropping her off the team and then we put the others in and then when they don't perform it'll be like why didn't you it's the life of a manager, and unfortunately, yeah. he gets paid a lot of money, yeah. and he has to
0: the live or die by results. Him. And at the end of yeah. it,
1: you know, I, I, I know I've sort of gone off and saying, right, you've got to, you know, point fingers at individual players. You have, but at the end of it, you're exactly right. The book stops with the manager, and if yeah. it didn't, then we can all be managers. If it's yeah. all about the players, you know, then we can all do it. And the biggest thing at this level, two things: organization of your team. And motivation of your team because they're all good players, they're in the Premier League, so it's those two things motivation, organization. If you can't yes. do that, I'm not sure what your value is.
0: No, totally. And it's like you know, uh, Gareth Southgate, you go, I'm gonna get hate mail for this, but Gareth Southgate is to me, in my opinion, a good England manager. But would you want him managing your club? No, for me, because he's not a good, um club manager, because when you manage in England, you've got the best players there who have got the skills that they've been taught at the club. So you don't really have to do that with them. It's just a case of getting them to play together. The one thing I will, because we have actually got a match uh, at the weekend, which we should be talking about. We always need to be talking about how bad we were last time. And David does make the point, you know, these are teams that we should be beating. You know, Chelsea... Yep, they outplayed us, but they're probably going to go and win the league this season. You you kind of accept that. Liverpool, you know they're going to beat us. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it, it's written in the stars. They do all the time. But you know, the Norwiches we were lucky. The Burnleys we couldn't beat. You know, these are teams that we you know, Newcastle. We've got Newcastle coming up in a couple of weeks. I don't fancy us winning that. But the one thing I will I will end on, because they said at half time guy next to me said, oh, get Vardy off and get Dakar on. And I went, but we're not getting the ball to Vardy. So if we bring Dakar on, we're not going to get the ball to Dakar. You know, it's going to be no different. Um, But then actually Dakar came on, but not for Vardy. I tell you what, he was running down the right wing towards us as, as Mm. as we were behind the Southampton goal. My God, I thought I'd got 3D glasses on. You know you feel like something's coming out the screen at you? I literally thought he was going to come in, <laughs> and He's quite bad, uh, isn't he, he, it, it, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like he was like, "What's that cartoon, Wiley Coyote, and um, what was the other one,
1: Roadrunner? He, he, Roadrunner? It was it's, <laughs> like, right. it's like Roadrunner." You know, that's that's that, again, harping back, going back to the, the the title winning team. You had Danny Drinkwater in there who didn't even look if the ball was rolled into him. He just knock it into a channel where he knew someone would be running. Yeah. Trouble is, when you get when you get so sort of wrapped up in this possession-based football, then you don't you don't look for those passes. No, you look to work it through channels and break the lines and all these other fancy words that they try and throw. If, out
0: if we were playing like that and winning, you'd say this is fantastic. We're playing really really well, but. If you're going to do that, as the Liverpool team did in the 70s and 80s, that they were great at great at it, um,
1: you've got you've got to be winning. You've got to have the players to do it. Best, the best teams work hard. Mm-hmm. Whether that's Barcelona when they were at their peak, they used to work hard. Man City, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, they work hard off the ball, on the ball. We don't work hard. That's it's almost as simple as that.
0: Yes, it is. Well, we have got a match this this Sunday. Um, we are away at Villa Park, um, Sunday the 5th, and it is a 4.30 kickoff. You can watch it on Sky Sports. You can listen to it on lcfc.com forward slash radio, or you can actually listen to it as well on either BBC channel, Radio 5 Live or Radio Leicester. I don't know. I I am tempted to do a watch along. I'm not particularly sort of overly impressed with watch along. People let me know if you want to watch along in the comments and we'll see. But this kind of worries me because it is pupil versus master at the Mm. weekend. Um, and I somehow think, you know, I can see you should be looking at that and thinking, well, you know, Brendan Rodgers, he's been a manager all these years and he's done this and he's done that. And Stephen Gerald's a new kid on the block. This should be easy. You know, Brendan should be able to outthink him, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I'm not confident he will.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it's funny, just, just a, a final touch on, on Brendan. Um, I remember before he became our manager. There was a, a Twitter feed, um, obviously a fake one, but it was called Deluded Brendan. And, I remember, um, yes. Yeah, yes. and I think we're starting to find out why that was created. Um, because yeah, he, he's coming across as someone who's deluded. Um, but I think I think I mean Gerard will have taken a lot from all the managers that he's played with. He's played under some great managers. And yeah. you know, as much as you it's like your parents and your friends, is it? you learn things not to take forward as well as taking things forward. So you know yeah. what not to do as much as what to do. So he will have learned some things and he will learn how not to do certain things from Brendan. But I mean, I like, I like Gerard. Uh, I think he will turn out to be a good manager. I think he, yeah. what I like about him is he's aggressive. You know, he's, he wants his teams to be aggressive. And I think you need to be aggressive in this division. Um, and again, it's something else that we're not. Yeah.
0: Um, 24 times we've played them in the Premier League. We are, for once, well, I don't think it makes a lot of difference now, but we've got 10 wins against their five, which was nine draws. Um, Only four of those wins, though, have been away from home. And, of course, last season, uh, I think you you touched on this uh, earlier. No, it wasn't that, Villa, was it? Sorry. But last season, they beat us at our place. We beat them at their place. Uh,
1: It it could go either way, couldn't it? It could do. I think it's it's one that I don't think people will be throwing a lot of money at for one team to win or another. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you're saying um, only four of the ten have been away, but... That's not bad out of 10 winning four of them and drawing, yeah. So, I, I think we have got a decent record there, you know. Um, over the years, I've seen some great games there, I've seen some great comebacks, I've also seen some shockers as well. So, it definitely is. It's, it's one of those, I, you know, and I know we'll come on to um uh predictions later on, but um, and I, I can't go against my team to uh. No. to lose I can't I can't put a losing one in though but uh, I'm not particularly confident this weekend to be honest not at all I mean are, are we at the point of must win games yet no no well it, it depends what you're what it's what is what the must win element is mm. I don't think we're at, at that stage yet no I think I think you see it it's frustrating isn't it because if we were rubbish all the time then you could almost accept it. You'd be calling for the manager's head even more vociferously. You'd be having a go at certain players, this, that, and the other. But we know that we've got good players and we know that we can be a really good team. It's just mm-hmm. the um, inconsistency. You know, Usually you get inconsistency from season to season. You push it a little bit, you get inconsistency within a season. We've got inconsistency within a game. You know, And, and that's the most frustrating part of it. If we play really well, we can beat them. But without the right attitude, we've got no chance. Yeah,
0: and good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Great oh, yeah. Leicester fan channel. Get over there and um and uh, and watch him. And uh, cause he needs the watches because he needs to buy some money to go out and buy a pair of step ladders. So. Uh... <laughs> You know, you, 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 I'm always going to remind you of that, and I am sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you don't sound
1: sorry, to be
0: fair. No, no. I, I felt I was saying that I might not be coming across. Anthony. I am so sorry. Is that any better? No, <laughs> oh, that was very um, sensitive. Thank you. Going into this game, um, that's the form. Um, wow. Pretty even, really. I mean, they lost to Man City. They only just lost to Man City. But they beat Crystal Palace and they beat Brighton, which was two good results when you think how they are doing. Yeah. Um, and they lost to Southampton. Of course, we drew with. Um, mm. Then they lost to West Ham. We, if Miss Molina's still in, yet yeah, we lost to Arsenal. Yeah. We know who that. We couldn't beat Leeds. We got hammered by Chelsea. We we somehow it maybe maybe we need we needed to snow again because we managed to beat Watford four two and we got that draw against Southampton. So pretty, pretty even form going
1: into it. I think what you've got though is you've got the new manager bounce, haven't you? From yes. uh, Villa, yeah. I think those two wins were his first two games. So he's had three games, mm. and he's just narrowly lost to Man City and, and won the other two. So you know, you do generally get a new manager bounce. Um, mm. But the thing is, a Villa Park—if you do get the crowd behind you as well—it's a—it it's a, is a tough place to go, isn't it? You know, with a full house and they're all pulling in the right direction, then um, it's, it's going to be tough. But, you know, new manager bounces usually do end at some point, you know. Yes. And, and it's interesting because there's still a, a bit of a fickle crowd as well. And if it goes against them, I'm not. they won't turn, obviously, but it can be an intimidating place to play for the home team as well. So we just yes. need to put them under pressure and see what they're made of. Can you see
0: us keeping a clean sheet?
1: um are we are about this game or this season <laughs>
0: well, either to be honest with you now, this season we have we, the first game of the season. yeah we did. We, maybe we'll, we'll top the and tail
1: joined it. in then maybe that's it. we'll top and tail it with clean sheets Um yes. this weekend no no <laughs> not at all no it is and that that is
0: the scary thing really isn't it I mean even we are what 14 games in now
1: even Claudio had got it sorted out by this stage. Yeah, I mean, what we got the third worst record for goals conceded, I think, haven't we? Which is, yeah. which is ridiculous because you know, strong teams are built on a strong defence, and yes. um, and if Burnley the vice have let in less great.
0: goals than us, you know, Burnley, um, yes, yeah. In fact, with with fourth because Watford have let in more Norwich and Newcastle, um, but it, it's a team that have of, of less and. You can't blame injuries, can you? Because we had worse injuries last season.
1: No, it's, it's, and a, it's we a, weren't in this stage. No, it's it's an intensity issue for me. Mm. You know, it's I was watching it um and look at individual players like you know, Harvey Barnes, for instance. How intent are they in stopping across? Yeah. I would suggest not very. Um, they think if they get in a position where they're in between the ball and the and the box, that's their job. It's no use if you're 10 yards away. You've mm. got to be in their face. You've got to, and you don't need to win it. You know, this is a basic thing as well. You don't need to win the ball. You need to force them backwards, but we don't have that intensity. We get so far and then we just stand off and watch. And without that, balls are just kind of come raining into the box and we know what happens then.
0: And I, well, the other thing that frustrated me and, it takes me back, and we, I know we've mentioned this before, but it just take me back to the Pearson um, era in the Great Escape. There was a few times when you the, the players could have had a shot, but opted not to. Yeah, you know, I, and you know, it works the other way when Barnes had the shot in the second half, and maybe if he'd opted to pass it, Jamie would
1: have put it in. But it's like it's just like again, nobody wanted to take the responsibility. I think only matters, you know, sometimes matters does. Yeah. But apart from that, uh, I think the thing is, there's probably on a clipboard somewhere saying you're not allowed to shoot unless at least six team members have touched the ball. Um, yeah. And that's what it seems like, you know, that, that they want to score perfect goals. I mean, forget that. If you have a shot, chances are the keeper's going to spill a few. You know, they're going to bounce and ricochet. How often have you heard it? You've hit that too well, you know. If you miss hit it, they bobble in yeah. or whatever. But yeah, literally, just shoot. You know, do, do. Be positive in everything you do. Be positive. I would imagine four out of five, eight out of ten throw-ins, for instance, that we take go backwards. Oh, yeah. It's like the first thought is, "Don't give it away." Let's go backwards and play safe football. Safe football mm. doesn't get you anywhere. No.
0: Do you think, and a lot of people are saying this, they've been saying it in the chat, Um, they are um, saying it at the ground. Are we we too obvious in how we play? Teams have worked us out. You know, (laughs) Southampton, to my mind, as soon as we got a goal kick, their strikers were on our defenders.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's nothing new. I don't think that's something that they've done for us. That seems to be that every team, maybe apart from Burnley, plays that way. They all try and play out from the back. So you try and cut them down. You've got to be clever enough with the movement in, in front. And that's where I say that we don't work hard enough. We don't work hard enough when we're off the ball, creating yeah. spaces, creating little triangles. But we are, we are um, obvious in what we do. The most... Uh, if I... If I was, alright. Um, if I was a manager, the first thing I'd be saying is, go and beat them for intensity. You know, go and close them down. They'll make mistakes. You know, and and we do it. You know, so yeah. it, it is obvious. You don't need to be an Einstein to work out what's going to work against us. Yes. Well, um, Ralph I was going to say, the Reece, are you happy you've
0: got Ralph in,
1: um, and, and and
0: Michael's gone. Or is it a case, as I said to Julian the other day, man, and no disrespect, in a way it's a compliment, to my mind, Manchester United are a big club and managers should be walking barefoot over broken glass to be your manager. You shouldn't have to be waiting until the end of the season when somebody might decide they want to come. Let me know Let me know what you think, Reese. Dorco. Mm-hmm. good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I mean, he's got a point here. Too robotic, baffled by tactics and scared to show any initiative. When... Manders has, Manders has been playing. He was my man of the match the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, he showed some passion. It was great to see that he scored just in front of us. And, of course, was was celebrating with the fans. And I would say it was quite close. But he's been given this... Well, it looks like he's been given this more... Uh, this role where he's got more freedom. Yeah. And we've said before, you know, he's calling for the ball now. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's because Tilleman's out. He's been given that freedom. But... Maybe the other players need to be given a bit of freedom. And maybe, as Dorco said there, maybe they are... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe they are
1: getting too confused and too bogged down. Well, yeah, I think it's... um, I don't know whether it's... I don't know, football manager, computer football. You know, it's all written down on a piece of paper. And it is, you know, if you're here, you put the ball there. I mean, you see it. I mean, Barnes, again, I, I, I know it sounds like I'm picking on Barnes, but it's it, it's like a, just a pendulum, isn't it? That we'll get the ball, we'll go out to one side, they won't want to take anybody back, so they'll play it back and it goes out the other side. It's one of those like Newton's cradle things. The ball just keeps going backwards and forwards yeah. and sooner or later it slows down and it gets taken off you. He um, doesn't make what I call intelligent runs, you know, like Madison did for the Watford goal um, that he scored, yeah. he made an intelligent run across the pitch in behind. Barnes plays linear for me, so he'll he'll hug the touchline, and he'll want the ball there, and then he will. You know, sometimes he'll 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 go with it, other times he won't. Um, but a lot of times he takes an easy option, but he doesn't. You don't see him making intelligent off the ball runs, and your your top players are intelligent players as well. Mm-hmm. They're not just skillful. They're intelligent, and that's what uh, makes them special. Barnes is is that... I mean, I I noticed, I read something in... I think it was in um, uh, in his press conference today, Rogers, still talking about Barnes learning over the next couple of years how to improve when he's more tightly marked. I mean, he's been playing in the first team for a long time now. If he's still... Yes, players learn, but you've got to be seeing something. You would expect to be seeing... Some kind of football intelligence being shown, so yeah. he, he's a, he's a, one of those players that if he hasn't got the beating of his fullback, he's very easy to block out the game. Yeah,
0: Yuri and I mean, Yuri's back in training. He's not going to be fit for this game. Same with James Justin. I, I feel sorry for James Justin and Wesley Fafana because I think what people are saying is that when they come back we're going to suddenly our defense is going to be perfect but it's going to take yeah, no, them a few <laughs> games to get into it yeah, anyway no pressure
1: no pressure no, pre-
0: no pressure guy exactly exactly and yuri i mean you know we've we've got to um maybe get
1: used to him not being there because i don't think he'll be here next season now no i think there might be one or two who who are not here this season uh, won't mm. be here yeah next season yes. yes um and and um, that's just the nature of it but if you've got a... And this is it, where it comes down to how important it is to have a style and structure to your play because then mm. you know exactly the player that you go out to buy. I mean, you would be able to guess that we don't have that at the moment. We, we switch formations and therefore it makes it more difficult. You know, the best teams who do that, uh, such as uh, Atalanta are a great one, a couple of the teams in France... They know every season they're going to lose their best players. The Dutch do it. Ajax do it all the time. They lose their best players, but they have a structure. And therefore, they've either got someone coming through or they go out and find a player who fits that structure. When you're swapping and changing around all the time, you can't do that. And it just shows in the fact that we've spent two seasons trying to, well, probably three seasons now, we're trying to find a right winger. And we can't do it. (laughs) So something's wrong somewhere that they're not being able to do it but you have to have that set style of play you can have some freedom within it but you know how you play so you can find the right players to come in and you know i i'm sure they're looking for a yuri replacement already because it doesn't look like there's no signs that he's going to want to stay is there when you know you can play at a higher level then you know it, it's yeah it, he's not going to be here is he
0: He's not. I honestly don't think he is now. I think if you know he would have signed by now. And to be honest with you, the way that the team is is playing, you can't blame him. You you know you really mm-hmm. really can't. Um, Rene is asking there about James. He did go off injured, but Brendan has said today that he he should be back
1: for mm-hmm. um, for uh, Aston Villa, which is good. And the encouraging, um, sorry, the encouraging part of that was, wasn't it, that when he, he he did that, I think he hurt it when he was trying to create a chance or shoot or whatever uh, mm-hmm. initially, and he stayed down for a bit. But then he, he did it again when he was chasing back towards the end of the game to block a corner, which he, which he managed to do. So it shows that Madders is in the right place mentally yes. to be working from the first minute to the 90th, and it would be great if the rest of the team Showing that level of uh, commitment as well.
0: Let's, I mean, I just hope that from this, some players you just have to give them free reign, don't you? Right. And you just say, go out there and you know that that's your role. Maybe that is Madison's role. Um, we will see. Reese says here, question genuine question for you both is Rogers getting the best out of his team, or do you think his future could, could or his tenure could end? Is added at a later one because of inconsistent performances
1: i think we've seen that our owners um are not scared of making tough decisions Mm. and a big thing will be how well the rest of the teams are doing in our structure um and i mean that um you know so the under 23s now obviously we've got people out on loan but people seem to go out loan forever they they don't seem to be putting any pressure on anyone in the first team. You get one or two. Barnes went on loan. Gisby Hall went on loan and both had decent uh, loan seasons. So the under-18s, the under-17s, under-16s, are we doing well? Are we showing improvements? Because if we are, that's supposed to be Brendan's ring, yeah. yeah, he's he's got this overall overview of bringing all these youngsters through. If that's not showing any rewards and the first team are not showing any rewards then he's on a sticky wicket for me. I don't Mm. think that our owners would be scared of making a change, but it won't be until either we're in real relegation trouble, which I don't think we will be, no, or at the end of the season, if we've not reached the heights that he thinks we will, we should be, that we all think we should be with a fully fit squad. I think that's going to be the key thing. Second half of this season will determine whether Brendan stays into another season or not.
0: I mean, when you look, you know, it it worked both ways, you know, because um, we could have got rid of Nigel Pearson after after the Watford game, you know, the playoff Troy Deeney goal game. We didn't. We stuck with him and what happened the following season? Yeah, it's... But we got rid of Claudio Ranieri, who'd won us the Premier League like nine months before, because yeah. we are sat seventeenth or sixteenth, mm-hmm. whatever it was. So you can see it—you know—you can see it going either way. I am hoping, and I will criticise the team, and I will criticise Brendan, because I think as fans, we're, we you know, we pay our money, we're entitled to do that, as long as it doesn't get personal or anything like that. Um, but I am hoping that he is learning from this and. I don't know, you know. You do wonder sometimes, but and it is kind of that that mid blip, you know, mm, that, yeah. uh, that he's had after his three seasons, and we're going to come back maybe maybe stronger. We will see. When I when I said about this being a must win game, and we mentioned this before, nine games in December. Um, we've had Southampton. We've got uh, Villa coming up uh, the weekend. A little game away at Napoli midweek next week then Newcastle back uh, at home, Spurs on uh, on the Thursday in between there, Everton, and um, then Liverpool in the Carling Cup, and then we've got Man City, and then we've got Liverpool um, again over Christmas. I'm looking at that,
1: and our season could be over by the end of December. <laughs> um, well, it could, but then you've got the FA Cup in uh, December, so we'll all start dreaming again, won't we, Chris? Um, yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's a the thing is every every game is a tough one now you know I know we've said in the past these are the teams we should be beating uh, and they are but they and it's a cliche to say there's no easy games and there isn't any easy games maybe Norwich should be an easy game but even then you never know do you um but there's some teams in there that 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 sort of run of three games of um I think Newcastle Spurs Everton. That there, you've got to be looking at seven points um, out of those. And I know we've said it before that I wanted four from Villa and Southampton. So really, we need, you know, we need to go and beat Villa. But they've got to be looking at that. They've got to be having targets, you know, of where they should be points-wise or whatever. Um, So, yeah, it's a run of games. As you say, you know, if if things go sour between now and the end of the year, then... There's a hell of a lot of pressure going to come down on them.
0: David says here. I haven't mentioned it, David, but it is a very good point. They've just lost their best centre-back. It is a very winnable game. This is football. You know, in mm. one night, we went from staring an exit out of, <laughs> out of the Europa League to topping the group. And, you know, it's in our own hands, as they like to say. We, we, we could end up not even having to sort of play those that drop down, even if we can beat Napoli. So it is all yeah. in our hands. We've seen Napoli are very beatable. We were 2-0 up against them. Uh, other teams, was it, was it also, I think, beat them? Or was it... Um... Moscow beat them. Moscow beat them. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Uh, so they it. are beatable. And one of those was at their place. So, you know, who, who who knows? I mean, Reece says here, in reply to what you were saying, um, right, he agrees regarding the right wing options. Do you think he should just abandon this approach and play with two strikers? Oh, I wish. <laughs>
1: what do you know? Mm. It's, what, it's what we've been calling out for, isn't it, Greg? Yeah, I think so. And the thing is that then we, we then we have one or two bad games in a certain formation, and people say, right, ditch the wing backs. You know. Mm. Um, because the, the the central three. I mean, when the central three works really well, when it's tight and you've got the one in front and that works well, then wing-backs is a really exciting formation. You see Chelsea doing it week in, week out at the moment and playing it really well, attacking wing-backs. Mm. But they know they've got a solid base behind them. They they play with three centre-halves and then they have a Jorginho or um, or a Kovacic or somebody sitting in there. Um, but you're right, if you if you're going to play wingers, your wingers have got to impact the game, you know. And if they're not, it is literally pointless them being there. Uh, and we don't have a plethora of wingers, do we? You know, it's once Barnes goes off one side, Luckman goes off the other. You, you're looking at what have we got? And it's Mark Albrighton. Yes. Nothing against Mark. I'm just just saying, there's no strength in depth there. There's no youngster coming through. No, no youngster seem to be even making the bench. At the moment in an attack
0: they're doing europa league but
1: yeah. maybe that's because we're allowed more subs in in the europa League. I, I don't know maybe maybe they get cheaper flights i don't know under 16 flights you know because you know yeah. none of them seem to get anywhere near you know getting any game time so we're not seeing that you know that mm. it's always exciting is it when you see the next big thing is on the bench or whatever you know we we're seeing you know we we're here there's no need players. to be nasty
0: like that i was no i was nowhere near the bench
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, put, I put a few pounds on our you. Bench, you. but you know
0: there's, there's yeah. no
1: need for that <laughs> um but we don't see it you know we saw a few in in pre-season but none of them have actually made uh, no. only in Dewsbury Hall has made any impact from those who were being shown off in pre-season well, so you know, again, where's the next? Where's the next one coming through the system?
0: I'm going. To, I'm going to ask you about Kieran Dewsby Hall because um, I don't know whether. I mean, you know, Sumari was built up before we bought him. I'm sure he's very good, um, but can he play with dd And I just, for me personally, I just think they're too similar. There's no, there's no options there because the, neither of them are particularly attack minded. You know, Will a yeah. shot went into Rose Ed. Um, what occasionally, one, once a season, one of those goes in. Uh, Dewsbury All when he came on, it he he wanted it. He wanted the ball, and yeah. I'm not saying that Samari doesn't. Don't get me wrong, but they've got the roles, and you know they always said about Lampard and Gerrard to England. I don't know if. I like the Indeed, and I know we've got Tillemans out, so we haven't got the options, but I don't know if I like the indeed Samari partnership. Give Dewsbury all his head. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's ready now for, if Thomas was ready when he was ready to play full games,
1: Dewsbury Hall is now, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think samari has got that, um, what should I say? I, he doesn't have the intensity for me, for, for a start. Yeah. And, and as I said, I've said this before. Is this before. Kieran, sorry, or, or Samari? Uh, Samari for me. Tomorrow, right, yeah. um, so when he when he had a really good season, he had a couple of good seasons uh, down in the French League, but he was playing a more withdrawn role. So the game was happening in front of him. He wasn't having to deal with um, players running off him as such. Mm. And he's having to do that now because you've got Wilf. He's been asked to play a bit more of an advanced role because Brendan is convinced that he can be this box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. But he doesn't have the positional awareness to be tracking runners. So people are running off the back of him, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, you can't have that with your midfielders. So for me, I think you're right. He's got to show a lot more, Samari, for me. Uh, he, When it becomes a physical battle, he's got someone else in there then he quite enjoys that. There was a couple of tussles he had with Sissoko in the Watford game mm. and he likes that sort of feeling players close to him being marked tightly, that he can keep the ball, he can spread it around. When it's an yeah. open game, he seems lost. He doesn't know where, when or where to go. So for me, I think you're right. I think uh, now is probably the time that uh, Dewsbury Hall gets uh, gets a start and then it's his shirt to hang on to, isn't it? We've
0: We've agreed. On something,
1: <laughs> that? it's an hour. We're an hour in.
0: We're an hour in, and 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 we're fourteen games into the season. And <laughs> we finally agreed on something. What we're going to do? We're going to have a look at a couple of a uh, couple of players in a minute, and we're going to do that straight uh, straight after this. <laughs> You're not my sloppy seconds tonight, Craig. You're my oh. you're my warm-up. I'm back at nine o'clock with Brad and uh X Fox Steve Linex, who's doing rather well than I thought he would do in this prediction game. Um, because he didn't have a good season last season, but he's 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 beating me at the moment. So uh Steve Linex and Brad, nine o'clock. Don't touch that dial, as they say. We'll be back now then. Um let's do the, let's do the one to watch first of all um because w- with nine games like i've said a few occasions we're never going to be able to guess the team that's going to go out no. <laughs> you know you, you 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 literally we could be 10 players wrong you know um but this is the one that you've said that we we should be watching and i think he's watching something as well john McGinn. Yeah.
1: Well, for me, he. I, I think there's other players that would probably be more obvious, um, such as whether Danny Ings looks like he may be back. Um, Ollie Watkins, you know the wingers, Leon Bailey, I think who they brought in from uh, Germany, who are probably more exciting. But for me, John. Well, Leon McGinn, Bailey actually isn't playing. Sorry, he's all he not? out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, John McGinn for me is exactly the player that we lack, uh, and I would love him in 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 our team. Because he's like the driving force, isn't he? He's like one of these sort of more diminutive players, but he's constantly on the go. He gives it everything. He covers so much ground and he Mm. sets the tempo for the team very often. Loves a tackle, really aggressive, but he's a skillful player as well. And um, came from... um, Started out at St Mirren, then went to Hibs uh, and went through to Villa. But it was interesting that... um, in the summer of 2018 uh, when he actually joined Villa um, or just before that Celtic made three attempts to try and buy him from Hibs um, and obviously Brendan was the manager at the time so he knows all about him knows all about his qualities but Hibs refused to sell to Celtic uh, and then he ended up down at uh, down at Villa so I mean, I, I really, I, I do really like him, and you know, he scored a couple of goals this season as well. He's got a, a great left foot, which I think I'm legally obliged because it's his left foot. I'm legally obliged to refer to it as a wand of a left foot. No one ever, <laughs> no one ever has a wand of a right foot. No no, always, no, no, they have a wand of a left foot for some reason. <laughs> um, so you know damn well what's going to happen. You know, it'll be don't let him cut in on his left. Oh, look what we've done. Um, yeah. But I, I really like him, as I say. And if we had that sort of energetic player, the same as um, Connor Gallagher at, at, uh, at Palace's, I think we would see a lot more. And that's what we lack for me, that energising little Energizer bunny type player in the middle of the park. And for me, that's John McGinn. And that's why I've chosen him as a one to watch.
0: 13 appearances this season so it's virtually every game and like mm. you said three goals scored so um let's hope Brendan knows about him well let's hope yeah, yeah so on the other on the other side of, uh, of the coin um foot in both camps mm. uh, and I'm going back now to a time and I suppose this is when we should say well yeah remember where we came from and but things move on we can't always remember where Mm. we came from yes i know we were in the third tier yes i know we had a wet tuesday in oval or whatever it is but that was then and this is now but back then this was the time when if we got a good player you knew he wasn't going to stop because he would move on because we'd need to sell them and to, to, to keep the club going and of course, I said at the start about the return of uh Brian Little to uh to Leicester, uh this day um 97 was it I said yeah, but this player left to join Brian Little at Aston Villa. Uh Mr.
1: Joachim, Chim, JJ. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I really like Joe He was uh I mean he's a Peterborough lad, but he seemed like he was one of us because he came through the, the ranks. Um yeah. and again. You know, with doing this, it does allow me to to pose some questions to you, doesn't it? Um, it does, and I'm dreading this because I never know the answers. No, it's fine because, (laughs) um, I'm going to give you three, I'm going to give you three, um, questions here. So, out of Leicester and Villa, which club did he make the most appearances for? Which club did he score the most goals for? And do you know how much Villa paid for him?
0: I should have. I should have known this was coming up, and I should have had the Wikipedia page up ready, and I could have just gone subtly like that. <laughs> and had look over. Um, I'm going to say. I mean, in fairness. Brian, I mean Brian, he actually scored because because uh, again, if you go on the website, there's a page that's lestertilidie dot w dot all the w's dot dot com. We have a page called favorite things, and there's ex players, ex managers, coaches, etc. Um, that do their five favorite things, and his favorite ever goal that was at, scored at Leicester under Brian Little was Joe Chims against Barnsley. Oh yeah, you know uh, I was when, it, was. Yeah. Um, While
1: you're you're thinking on those, um, the goal I remember him for, most of all, and I'm sure there was a lot of uh, Leicester fans, um, was scored uh, at home, but not at home, um, if you remember it rightly. It was a a playoff semi-final and we were having the new ground built. Um, so we'd, we'd come out of Filbert Street, I think, and we played Portsmouth and we actually played our home leg at the city ground in Nottingham. And it was a very, very tight affair. And then all of a sudden, Joachim got the ball and burst between two Notts Forest defenders with that amazing pace that he's got and just went through and poked poked the ball past the keeper. That That goal will always stay with me. One, because... You know, we had to actually go and take over the city ground. Um, but it was such an important game. And obviously we went on and, and won that semi-final and went to Wembley. But uh, yeah. that one will always stay with me, that Joachim goal.
0: I'm a bit scared now because I'm actually finding myself agreeing with Reese, the Man United fan, because he's, he, he's predictive with a bit of fun as well. Okay. Um, most appearances, because he came through the ranks, I would have got to go for Leicester. Right. Most, actually, no, I don't know if I'm going to agree with it. I was going to say most goals Villa, but it depends how long he was at Villa, because I know he had a few clubs. Um, He
1: had many, many clubs, almost as many as Worthington, who we had last week.
0: So I'm actually going to change my mind, and I'm going to regret that, I know. I'm going to go Leicester again for most goals. Uh, And... Brad said hardly anything for money, and oh, this is um, uh, 19... Oh God!
1: Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a million. Right. Okay. Well, let me let me tell you how well you've done there. So he he went for a million and a half. So oh, that's not bad. That's, that's not it, bad. I nearly went with that. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He played ninety nine times for Leicester. Right. And he played 141 oh. for Villa. Yeah, I didn't think he was there that long. Scored 25 for Leicester, 39 for Villa. So it was more Villa appearances, oh. more Villa wow. goals, goals, and one and a half million. So um yeah, well done.
0: Reese, by the way, you 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 did worse than me. Um, but then again, you are a Man United fan. Uh we've got a new quiz coming up. So uh Contact me if you want to. We want to have a bit of a fun quiz night. Um, Craig, um, score predictions.
1: Oh, just while we're went... on, let, let's just finish on Joe Tim. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just got one, one more thing, one, one little uh anecdote, um, uh, which I, I didn't know and I should know. We should all know this. And if this is wrong, then it's Wikipedia who are wrong. <laughs> let me just put oh, they've that caught me out, out many there. a time. Now, according to what I've read about Joe Tim, and as I say, please let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, well, let Chris know. I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> um, Joe Tim oh. scored Leicester's first ever goal in the Premier League in a a three one home hmm. defeat, apparently. But the our first ever goal in the Premier League not at the King Power, at the stadium or whatever, but in the Premier League, according to them, was scored by Julian Joachim. I didn't think it was. Well, I, I didn't. That's why I didn't know it. So no. Uh, you know, so I'm um, putting it out there. If somebody can... Uh,
0: yeah, I, th- I can't remember
1: who it was. It was... it was. That's your homework, Chris.
0: I might be thinking of the first goal at the King Power.
1: Which was defending. Brian Dean.
0: That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, yeah. that is what I'm
1: thinking of. So, last goal at last goal at Filbert Street, Matt Piper. Yeah. First goal at Filbert at, uh, at the King Power or the Walkers as it was, Brian Dean. But apparently, according to to the Wikipedia page, he scored our first ever goal in the Premier League. No, you
0: you yeah. you didn't go on and just sort of amend it before.
1: You ended <laughs> no, me. but I will be doing afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can
0: you, I, I want before we do move on. I have just thought this, and I do want to ask you this. I, I, there's a quick. Do you know when VAR make the decisions? <laughs> and this was a camera that was at the v, in the VAR studios um, when they were watching the Arsenal goal against Man United when De Gea decided to uh, oh, to, yeah, to fall yeah. over. And this, the, you know, the, the, this was, is this was a sound <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I have to be honest with you on this one. I am totally behind my. Um, I, I get. I'm behind Arsenal in the fact that the goal should stand, because it was his own player. Yeah, and he was up to. You know, had it had they not been had they thought sort of been able to clear the ball, I bet De Gea would have got up straight away. Mm. Um, and then, but I also say that you know. They're on about whether Man United should have then given them the goal back or anything.
1: No, they shouldn't. No, not at all.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, well, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, what what do you do? Just if someone's running through on goal, don't bother trying to tackle him. Just kick your own goalkeeper so he goes down. I mean, yes. I heard this morning on Talk Sport they were they were basically laying into De Gea and saying, you know, what a wimp. Essentially, you know, you wait you. Go down once the ball's clear and you know that there's an issue, not in the middle, you've just felt something on your ankle. (laughs) Um, But then they played a clip of Jamie O'Hara last night saying that the referee should have stopped the game. You know, instantly you saw him go down, he should have stopped the game. And yes, Manu should let them, uh, Arsenal should have let them score. What a load of rubbish. It's Yes. You know, it's it's a game. It's a physical game. I hate. I really hate the fact that people can just throw themselves to the floor and expect the game to be stopped. It yeah, serving right.
0: I mean, whether De Gea knew what would, but he, he would he would have known that they they were on the defensive side and, and they were coming. You know, the, the, you know that the Arsenal were coming at them. But yeah, it's your own player. It's not a foul. Then, it's not a free kick. It doesn't, kick. Make, it doesn't the it, game
1: stopping because somebody actually tapped your ankle. Unless you are physically unable to, to do it, then you just play and you wait for the for an opportunity to get treatment. Even if you're hobbling around, you don't turn mm. your back on the game and roll into the goal and start crying. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. Reese said here, if Atkinson actually blew the whistle um, because he saw it before Smithrow shot, wouldn't have happened. But even so, it was a legitimate goal. Yes, it was. But then... You, you shouldn't have had to have he given turned, them one back straight away, Reese. Definitely he turned He mm-hmm. turned
1: around, didn't he, Atkinson, and he saw him on the floor and instantly blew his whistle. But, unfortunately, well, fortunately, the ball had already crossed the line, so it was too late. Yes. But I don't know why he was instantly blowing his whistle. I, he didn't see mm-hmm. what happened. So it could be that he was looking for a polo mint that he dropped or whatever who knows <laughs> yeah ridiculous
0: yeah it is no no but uh, it did uh it did it did me the giggles i must admit yeah. um so we do go on as Rennie says their score predictions now i know i pinched your 3-1 last week um, how did i go for you <laughs> yeah well i got a point <laughs> but um was it southampton no was it southampton I went you went for 3-1, 3-1 but... at southampton yeah southampton yeah the funny thing is nobody got a point because nobody went for the draw. Mm. Um, but if we have a look at uh, – let me just get the scores up here.
1: Well, let's start off. What are you going to go for this week, Craig? Oh, you, oh you, you're going to get mine before I see everyone else's. Fair enough. Yes, but my, but mine are written down, so I can't change my mind. Um, I'm going to go for uh, another – a repeat of the Southampton scoreline, I think, 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Wow. Um, I'm. see I, I can see why
0: people are going for the draws, but I just, I just hope that we're going to win one eventually. I've gone for two one to Leicester. Uh, mm-hmm. Big Marshy's gone two one to Villa. Steve Walsh has gone on holiday, I think, because he's not letting know them at the moment. Tags has gone two two, uh, and he is leading the the, the league at the moment. Uh, so you you might have oh, you uh, picked the right one to go for. Good company yeah, Steve Linekis and Ian Wilson have both gone for Villa. Luis. There's only me there that has gone for a Leicester win. Yeah, plastic fans. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but no. But just going back to Julian, do you think Julian Doughty ever fulfilled his potential?
1: No, I don't think so. He was one yeah. of those, wasn't he? I think mm. I think his his big game was was pace. Um, yeah, and. I don't think he had a lot of finesse to his game, though. And I think that's where, you know, so creating goals out of nothing, a bit of fancy footwork. I think it was all about pace. So he, he, survived, he needed um, uh, other people to um, to create the chances for him. So it's interesting, though. He's clearly a guy who just loves playing football. So I, did, I did make a, a little note, actually, um, because even though he had injuries and God knows what, and he couldn't play at a certain level, he, um at the age of 45, so this was uh, in the 2018-2019 season, so only a couple of years ago, he's still signed on with a non-league club, but he hasn't yes, played he at is. all. Yeah. But um, at the age of 45, he was playing in the Notts Senior League. He played for Aslockton and Orton, if anyone knows them, in the Notts Who Senior doesn't? League. Um, Give he... us an A, A, A. <laughs> Give <us an> a. <laughs> uh, played 39 times, scored 33 goals wow yeah. wow but yeah i i i i think he he I, I i
0: he should have played more for england to be honest with you he, yeah he, he, he never really played should. he
1: played under um he never got a senior cap no no right. no he got um mm. under tw- eighteens under nineteens and 21s, but never got All a right. senior cap then
0: he's gone two one uh long, two one Lose Villa okay, 2 1 to Villa or 2 2 draw again. He's
1: yeah,
0: gonna, yeah, he's gonna yeah, be kind. Come down off that fence, Reese. Uh, Renee, sorry. Reese has gone, he's gone for a 2 1 Leicester win. I've got to be honest with you, you've got more confidence than a lot of the Leicester fans in us, uh, Reese. And uh, TM's gone for a 1 1 draw. Dorco mm-hmm. said it was Jordan Stewart at the King Power, right. I'm, I'm not sure because we we know it was Brian Dean at the King Power. Yeah, that and was we the know first goal. Yeah, I, yeah. yes, I don't yeah. know. But uh, um, where are we here? Terry Fuller is. I, I, I've got to mention this. Paul Conquest, the host at Bailey's, go go girls each side of the stage. Nothing to do with football. Just cheering you up, <laughs> Chris, with the memories. The problem is. I don't remember the go-go girls. They
1: remember you, Chris. <laughs>
0: <They're> still <having laughs> yeah, therapy. Remember, remember, I was on a first date, so maybe yeah. I had eyes for another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um Paul Conquest, eh? Bloody hell. You know. And Dorco said he saw Les Dawson at Bailey's. They had some stars go down in fairness, didn't they? They did you indeed. Know? But um as always, sir, are you going on? Are you going on Saturday, Sunday uh, even?
1: <coughs> no, I'm not. As, as I say, I'm not. Uh, I'm not high enough up the ranks of the closed shop um, to uh, to get tickets for that game. You say, you say that. I mean, I, I, I'm only a member.
0: I'm a yeah. gold member. Uh, I'm an Austin Powers film, mm. um, but. I got tickets to Southampton. I don't, I don't, you know, this is very strange how they do these things, isn't it? I think, so, I know. think that was
1: probably something to do with it being uh, a Wednesday night down on the South Coast. To Could be well be. So there are, this there is all, are games. What that, said, to be honest with you. Yeah, there, there are <laughs> games that do go further down. Uh, but obviously, um, this game sold out fairly quickly, I think. Of course, because of the, uh, the, the,
0: the fact that it's Villa, I yeah. suppose. But uh, young man, um, Oh, his lad is still kicking around, uh, Chris. He should open. A, he should open a new Bailey's. That's what we want. We bring. I should start a thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Start. B B BBB. Campaign. BBB. BBB. Yeah. Bring back Baileys. Bring yeah, back Baileys. Bring Baileys. Back Baileys. Um, and Rene still isn't isn't a Rogers fan. He, uh, Rene just wants Rogers gone. He doesn't like him at all. Ah, yeah. yeah. Dorco says uh, versus Bilbao, that was probably a pre-season friendly. Oh right, okay. Um, Yes, and you were probably right there, yes, on that one. Uh, David says two-one Leicester. We ain't keeping a clean sheet. Totally agree with you, and I think we all do. That's why we've all gone at least one goal going in against us. Um, Yeah, you take care too, Renny. Thank you very much, young man. You're welcome, Chris. Pleasure always. it's a busy month, uh, but mm. it is Christmas coming up, so um, hopefully see you back on um, Tuesday.
1: Tuesday with, with Napoli. your Napoli fan.
0: The Napoli fan, yeah. So we obviously they got a Napoli fan coming on, which will which is great because it will really add something to the game, and and I think because it's on a knife edge, yeah. And it could let's face it, there's four teams that could still qualify in some form or another. Yeah, it should be it should be a good show.
1: I'm going away to uh, look up the Italian for clean sheet. (laughs) i isn't it? I'll leave that one with you. Thanks very much,
0: Mike. Take care. All right. Cheers. Bye, all. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks to Craig, as always. Um, He is my wise old owl. What I don't know about football, he knows. And to be honest with you, that's 99% of the stuff we talk about on here. So thank you, as always, Craig. We're going to be back in 36 minutes uh, with Brad and Steve Leinex doing the prediction show. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks for joining in. Like I say, thanks for everybody who commented. Really do appreciate it. Please subscribe if you're not on YouTube. It does help the channel. Give the thumbs up and give it a like as well. That also helps. And, of course, if you want to listen to it on podcast, any of the podcast platform, just search "Lester Till I Die, and that is obviously, like I said, the main ones, Apple, Spotify, and Google. I'll see you back at 9 o'clock. Take care. And all of you, thanks very much for joining in. Bye-bye. Oh, ho, 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 Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.